Good afternoon. Welcome to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Well, we know that the market trade today had a lot of oddities to it. We saw the corn and the wheat to the highest. Soybeans definitely took the drop, and it was pretty much red all the way across the screen. We don't talk much about milk, but definitely saw the red numbers happening in the live, the feeder, and the hogs of the trade today. We're going to look at what's happening. I know there's been a lot of concerns, and we talked about this earlier in the day as well when we were talking about just where we were moving forward and the nervousness that was out there. I know from an economic concern that's out there, we're going to dive into what uh, having that marketing plan, not having that plan, but really what the movers and shakers have been influencing the way we saw the market trade today. Clint Hoffman joins us. He is with Trade Us, and I think we got to start out just looking at this soybean market because it seemed like the meal and oil playing a little bit of tandem trade really kind of helped to pull the soybeans down on a Friday number. It did seem that way. We had a little strength as we started and then just faded throughout the day. Um, Exports have been a little better, especially on the meal side, but that actually, you know, trading it right towards the low of the week by the end of the day just continued to be a drag on everything. So what are you seeing as some of the biggest concerns, things that we need to be uh, looking out for with this soybean trade? And in part, I think it kind of leans into uh, what's happening in South America. It does. I think, like I mentioned, it was good to see a little bit better weekly exports for once, but we're going to need to see that, you know, continue for a few months before we probably change those estimates on what our current uh, supply and demand situation is looking like. So right now, obviously, the main main thing is South American weather to get get through the next four months. There was a dry spill kind of going on in Argentina for 10 or 11 days. And this afternoon or around noon, the GFS put a little more rain in the forecast uh, for 10 days out. So it looks like they're still still obviously having a little stress, but still going to have a good crop in Argentina. You know, everybody's been talking about it for months on parts of Brazil, having some troubles. But the fact of the matter is they have so many acres down there that are still going to have good yields. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, just going to still be a burden some supply and demand situation in the end i, I hate to say it, but what what's it going to take i mean something devastating you always hate to wish that upon another grower out there but is that what it's going to take for our markets yeah. to be able to to see a pickup it kind of seems like it and maybe we're hopefully we're finally just getting to that sentiment in the markets where we're everybody's about ready to throw in the towel and sometimes you get the funds to cover on that and going into spring sometimes they don't like to be short i think the we'll see the estimate later this afternoon but with funds being short two hundred fifty thousand contracts of corn that's just a pretty heavy net short position and, and also just flat out being short the bean market so we'll see hopefully as going into spring the funds just don't want the risk of being short into a weather market and that give us a little excitement for once well, Clint, it was nice to see the corn, though, um, have its positivity on the trade. What's your takeaway on, on the corn and what we saw in the wheat complex? I think, yeah, this continued fund selling just seems like where the su- supply and demand's at. And this time of year in January, just not a lot going on as far as news. And we just continue that trend. I think a lot of people just keep hoping that there's enough weather trouble in South America to give this market some sort of rally but we're probably gonna have to have some either outside catalysts 
event that pops up out of the blue or get into the weather market at some point, and that's a ways away. Yeah, before you know it, we're going to be talking weather here in the States as, as guys in the southern part start getting ready for, for their early spring planting. Oh, yeah, I'll be here before you know it, a couple months, and guys down in Texas will be rolling. Though the uh, cattle on feed report numbers aren't out as of yet as you and I are talking, um, cattle market, both live and feeders, really took a drop today once again. And in part, is it anticipation for this cattle on feed report? Is it the fact that we haven't seen any cash movement? Is it the weather or is it a combination thereof? I think definitely a combination. We did make, at least for the recovery we're having, a new high yesterday and so it's probably natural to back off a little with those numbers coming out this afternoon. Um, and yes, we need to see the cash trade, cash trade, hoping for two, two, three bucks higher than last week. And the way it's looking, uh, was that Iowa State had some estimates on what the returns are right now and looking at $124 head loss. Um, if you're, feeding 750 pound steers they mentioned that could be upwards of 300 so with these obviously having crappy returns with this weather and that cash market backing off we need to continue to see that cash market recover what about for the hogs what's your takeaway on them at this point i would say i'm not a expert on those but i know the supply isn't near as tight on the hogs if a guy's looking at doing any pricing on those they did have a decent recovery the last couple weeks um otherwise it seems like we get up to that 90 some dollar mark on that june month and it seems to be some pretty stiff resistance there all right well we've got a lot to look at um what's the before we head to break what's the one takeaway that you want folks to think about in these markets as we head into sunday's overnight trade I think just everybody be safe out there with this cold weather and something to think about. If you can get your trucks running up and going next week, there's some pretty good basis deals out there. And even if it's not just the one or two day really good deals, it's still decent a month or two out. So that'd be something to consider thinking about over the weekend. All right, we're going to talk more about the basis when we come back. Stick around. We've got more coming back on this Friday afternoon. It is the Channel Final Bell. And when we come back, we're going to talk not only about basis, but we're also going to take a look at what we need to be thinking about marketing-wise in the current economic situation we're in. The Channel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. A Best of Both Worlds product portfolio is one of the aspects to look forward to from the new channel brand in 2025. Here's Matt McGuire, new channel dealer from Wisner, Nebraska. With bringing in Fontenelle and Channel together, I think that our portfolios will also be second to none, especially on the corn side. It'll fill holes for both companies that customers may have seen there before, and I think it's just going to uh, make us really rock solid on the corn side. For more, contact your local Channel Seed Pro in Nebraska, Kansas, and Colorado. KRVN. Welcome back now to the Channel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Clint Hoffman. Cliff, of course, is with the group with TradeOS. And as we take a look at the markets, we left off talking about basis. Um, what are we seeing basis-wise as we look at corn and beans and we head into the rest of January? On beans, if anything, they've actually backed off a little bit, which is a little bit concerning just with futures moving down usually you get a little basis pop so it 
seems as though enough beans are moving. Um, one bright spot would be is there is good carry in that market. Not quite like it was at the October, November time frame, but decent carry there if you have to storm past March. Um, corn side of things, there's 10 cents a carry from March to May, another 8 to July, so decent carry there also, but a lot better basis opportunities, so that would be the crop I'd look at moving at the moment if we we're picking between the two. A lot of ethanol plants in our neck of the woods are at 10 or 20 over, and during this weather, there's been some one or two day periods where even had some lot better numbers than that just because they're scrambling to get corn coming in to keep those ethanol plants running. And that's going to that's gonna continue for a little bit. Advantage, um, if you can get the grain moved to be able to get to those ethanol plants for sure. Right, yep. It's pretty tough with these roads and winter, conti- winter conditions and cold and and you got a lot of guys carrying further livestock, getting that done first instead of worrying about trucking corn. <laughs> yeah, very much so. So, Clint, earlier in, in the marketing day, we were talking about some economic concerns. I mean, not only from the from the basis that we've got a lot of folks that maybe have that corn in storage and they're using that kind of as their banking possibilities, but the number of uh, folks that are nervous as they look at the way these markets have traded and they've seen the way things are happening in South America. You brought up a good point before we even started the program is it's important to have a solidified marketing plan in place. Yep, and obviously that's the business I'm in, so I'm going to advocate for that, but I think a lot of just concern coming out lately, it just like my client barometer right now just seems like I've had more questions this week about the low prices than I have in a long time. So there's definitely a lot of concern out there. And I just look back over the last few months talking to people in general. It's like, oh, you know, corn and beans can't go down. So the weather's bad in South America or vice versa. But if you take a step back and just say you took corn off the chart and looked at the range we've been in the last five years, they're is downside risk and I think that's why you have to have some sort of marketing plan and timetable at certain times of the year like hey if I don't have X percent sold yet I'm going to go ahead and get it done that way I've price protected and grain marketed and that way you get your insured bushels protected before harvest and now when we're talking with guys these basis decisions are a lot easier when we have hedge gains to pull off and then just sell that cash grain to take advantage of those good basis levels. What do you think is the biggest hurdle at this point? I mean, the old, I've always done it this way, doesn't hold hold much water in the marketing world that we're in at the moment. No, I'm just afraid too that we're, seems like we have two or three really good years and you know we, we did price-wise and then we usually go into that four to seven year time frame where things are pretty rough and I think uh, you know, may hopefully we are at a short term low this winter and things are getting oversold and everybody's about ready to throw in the towel but I think if we do see those rallies in the spring the guy has to have some sort of forward selling hedging, use puts, whatever you're com- comfortable with but get something done because we still had a record corn yield this year, and even with a lot of weather troubles, it makes me a little nervous. We actually have a lot of rain, uh, <clears throat> rain in the corn belt. I think these hybrids might really surprise people on how much corn we could end up with at the end of the year. 
Well, and you bring up an interesting point too, Clint, because I've been hearing a, a lot of conversation about possibly more corn acres than bean acres, at least in, in the in the Nebraska western iowa neck of the woods what are you hearing out there and, and again this comes down to needing a good marketing plan yeah i and i would agree with that comment it seems like just my initial meetings with guys the corn acres are coming back up a little i think between bean yields being down in last year and herbicide resistance and input costs going down on corn it's just natural for that to happen plus guys just like to grow more corn so i think just another reason why have have a good marketing plan and get that price protected one way or another well what's the best way uh clint for folks to get a hold of you and everybody else there at trade us you can get a hold of me at 402-858-7239 otherwise you can check out our website go trade.com and on our social media at Tradeoffs LLC. All right, and just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the Channel Final Bell brought to you by Channel Seed and your local Channel Seed professional on the Rural Radio Network.